we made it to the big show. It's the big show. It's Big Friday in lights. Yeah. So we do record these in advance. Now, it's a pretty good chance that I'm having our grand opening today, but there's also a possibility that we're not. Oh, why? Yeah. So we had a discussion earlier in the week of, is it irresponsible during these, these oh. recent surge in COVID to invite people to a care home that has frail elderly in it? Absolutely. Yeah. It's going to likely break the hearts of most people because we'll have it eventually, but everybody was so excited and we, we all kind of needed this. So I can tell you this, there's an alternative party happening if we're not doing the grand opening. Mm-hmm. And I've actually, I, I, don't, I don't think I shared this with you and I'm hesitant because I know Jasmine listens to the podcasts literally daily because she uh, today <laughs> quoted me and I'm like, wait, that's, that? and she's all, oh, that was yesterday's podcast. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> so she's on it. So it's, it's, there's a surprise that I'm, I'm doing for my, my team. Okay. Yeah. You don't want to then leak it. No. Yeah. I'm not going to leak it. That's awesome. Yeah. But I will send you photos of it. It's, 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 it's pretty thoughtful and it's, it's something that they wouldn't expect and that they desperately need. So, okay. Yeah. Let's just, let's just say we're creating a sacred space for the team. You get a house and you get yeah. a house and oh, you God, get no. a house. <laughs> no, the expectations are way too high. <laughs> Uh, side note, nobody's getting a fucking house. (laughs) (laughs) Although if anybody, if anybody wants to spend a weekend (laughs) in my Monterey house, I, that poor thing is just sitting there. It is just, I mean, (laughs) just my, my, uh, I just got my PG&E bill. It was like $30. Right on. I have not been in that house for months. Yeah. It's just sitting there. In fact, I would appreciate somebody spending time there because I'm paying for it, <laughs> number one. And number two, to air it out because the the air, if it's not circulating, it you can start to smell mel- mildewy. So if you want if you want to do me a favor, go spend time in my beach house. If you How want to do, a, do me a solid. I totally. love it. Just all that I ask is stay the fuck out of my wine cellar. There you go. Hey, everybody. It's Friday. It'd be a good day to do it. <laughs> Damn straight. And it's not car week, so... uh, It's golden. You'd own it. Absolutely. (laughs) And the weather's getting nicer, so yeah. Let's get this started. I have a beach house to go break into. (laughs) You don't have to break into it. You know how to get in. (laughs) When chaos ensues and a human requires assistance, which direction do you run? Towards or away? Or do you simply freeze like most? Any answer aside from Torward is unacceptable. And we do fix that. This is a great story. And it's such a study. And it's all about observation. This is why I like it. And it ends well. And I feel like this is so, like, this has such a Native American feel. Like, run towards the storm. Run towards the buffalo. There's so many... um, Native American uh, undertones. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I didn't think about it in that mindset because I am Native American. That's just how I I freaking think. So I am shocked most times when I see something, when chaos ensues, I'm disappointed in humanity in general. It's like, you know, the folks that run into a fire versus running away from a fire. 
I would be the first to run toward the fire, right? And I, I guess I'm unusual in that respect. This was no different. Well, it's a lot different, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't like a fire, but it was, it was an interesting study on humanity, and I wish I could... I wish I could get the surveillance video. It was in a grocery store in Fairfax called Good Earth, which makes Whole Foods look like a Safeway. Okay. Good Earth is like the bomb as far as truly healthy food and quality and not gouging you. It, it just feels right. I mean, they've, they've got it dialed in. It's a totally different animal. And as you might expect... It draws a huge crowd. Mm-hmm. Now, with the COVID surge, they have the system that if there's only one person at the cash register at a time as a patron. So the, the line is ridiculously long. Oh, ouch. And it okay. winds around the store. And they have made it clear on so many different levels of how this line is supposed to roll. They even put up the velvet ropes with those huge metal posts. Yes. Okay. Right. Okay. So I'm setting the stage, right? There's a ton of people in line and there's basically this large audience of folks. I, we, I hear the sound. I say we, but I was alone getting supplies for dinner, but we as patrons all heard it. A man had an episode. Now I'm not going to speculate a hundred percent on what the episode was, but it appeared to be a drug reaction. Or an intoxication. Mm, okay. He was trying to get his older... He was an older guy. Older than me, anyway. He was trying... He had his, his little hand basket. It was full of stuff. And he was trying to get his leg up over the velvet rope. And he wasn't nowhere near it. Oh, no. And so he was starting to trip <laughs> <Okay>. and fall. <laughs> and he was making these noises. And it was... Let me tell you, it was primal. The noises were primal. That's why I thought, well, this is either a drug reaction... Or he's having a full-blown panic attack, because I've had them. Uh, or there's some mental illness going on. He lets out this, and I'm like, what the fuck was that? So I turn around. Everybody else turns around. And then we see him grabbing on, trying to get break into the line, <laughs> go to the cash register without standing in line. And he's, he's about to knock over the post and eat shit right in front of everybody. So my initial response is adrenaline, and I went, I put down my stuff, and I was about to walk toward him to help him out and to also prevent the stuff from falling over, right. you know, the, the velvet rope. Before I could even make a move toward him, one of the staff members sprung into action, grabs him from under his arm, his armpit, tries to diffuse the situation and talk some sense into him and calm him down. And then immediately, as I, I did put my stuff down and I started to take two steps forward, two other people dropped their shit and was on him already. Wow. And I'm like, huh, huh. So there was easily 50 people in line. There were two separate lines, easily 50 people. It's 25 per line. And they're all watching this. Those people froze. Mm-hmm. And then there was the mom the mom that sheltered the child because it was terrifying. So that, that would seem to be an appropriate response. The poor kid's like, what's going on? This guy's scary. Um, but most, this is, this is where I, I, I say, I see the best and the worst in humanity. Those three people that sprung into action to his rescue, to his aid, to his safety, 
were heroes. And it's it's really it's it's tough to find heroes these days. There are very few heroes. Then there were the people that started literally to move out of the way. They didn't they wanted nothing to do with this guy. And it created fear in them, and they were about to abandon ship. I'm like, ooh, ugh, I didn't like that. Hmm. And then there was the majority. The majority were the ones that literally turned their backs and went right back to standing in line. And I'm like, really? There's no, there's no indication whatsoever that that moved them to do anything. I'm like, wow. That to me just seems off. It seems wrong. It it seems like okay. You have a brother or sister who just went into some sort of crisis, and you didn't feel it on a visceral level. You're just like, oh, okay, that guy's screwed. Anyway, like I was saying about this Netflix show I'm watching, it's like, no, what? I I was constantly, it's not like I was staring, but it was constantly checking in to make sure that he didn't need any more assistance and how could I help? So how did that all unfold? Like, so they, they got him kind of stabilized and standing or whatever. And they assisted him outside uh, he still had his little basket of stuff and he hadn't checked out. And I don't know what the circumstances okay. were completely, but okay. he, I don't know, because I could, I was far enough away that I couldn't hear what he was trying to say. Uh, but the police were there when I, when I left. And that was, that was a little troublesome for me because I didn't expect the police to be out front and I had an open beer because I was in, I don't give a fuck mode. And I <laughs> opened my beer and I was walking back to my buddy's house. Because he was within walking distance. And I see, I I literally stood in my tracks and all, oh, shit. (laughs) Do you run, go towards, or freeze with the beer in your hand? (laughs) So I legitimately froze. And then I'm like, okay, do I put this behind my back? Or do I just say, fuck it, and walk by? Because I don't want to draw attention to myself. So I just walked by, and I turned the label out inside out, because it could have been a root beer. And they, they didn't pay attention to me at all. They were attending to him. So I don't know what was going on there was no ambulance i don't know why it was just the police Uh, maybe this guy you know has a history and that was the other thing i thought you know this staff member may have seen him and went "Uh uh-oh there's the guy that does this Right. right maybe he's got a disconnect and he wants to cut in line i don't know let me ask how did he look what was his um, appearance? Yeah, not good. So okay. he, yeah, when they got him on the bench, you know how you sit erect on the bench and you're like at a 90 yeah. degree angle. He was more like at a 30 degree angle. <laughs> okay. He, he was laying and his feet were straight out and he had this big beer belly and he was just kind of out of it and he was resting his chin on his chest. So I, again, that's where I kind of thought, and I tried not to speculate, but I thought that this is this looks more like inebriation at some level, and it may yeah. have been a drug. Yeah. But uh, and it would make sense in Fairfax to some degree. But he, I didn't, I didn't see him combative. He wasn't hostile. He was just a harm. He was a danger to himself and possibly anybody in his proximity. So they quietly escorted him out to the front and let the police deal with it. But it was it was handled well. You know, it wasn't like it sounds like it was. Yeah, yeah. and that was impressive to me, and, and it it didn't surprise me. If you if you said this happened in Los Angeles, I'd be like, oh, okay, that's a real story. You know, it, it, in Fairfax, it's almost expected that they would it would have been handled with with 
compassion and empathy and and being gentle with him instead of throwing him to the floor and handcuffing him and tasing him, right? Right. So, and then the police were chill about it. You know, they they weren't tolerant of it, but they were chill about it, and they were just genuinely trying to help him and reorient him. But something tells me he 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 needed some help back home because he was in no shape. Yeah, so what do you say to those who answer the question honestly like they wouldn't have done anything or they would have looked the other way? And maybe they want to be that person, that hero that would run towards, but in that in that half a second, nanosecond, they find themselves either frozen or walking away. I'm believing that it's programmed and it's going to take a lot to deprogram right my father was the run towards it kind of guy my grandfather 10 times over was the guy who ran towards it you know a, a hero and you remember the episode we did about him saving his crew in the airplane right. didn't hesitate to do it and sacrifice his safety that's where i got it it's a long legacy and i I believe that as parents, it's our responsibility to instill that in people. But most people are programmed to either, that's none of your business, right? Yeah. And or don't get involved because you could get hurt. That is like, mm, no. I'm, I'm the first person to pull over when I see an accident and the EMS is not there yet. You know, I extricated a man out of an upside down SUV that was bleeding uh, from his head I had to stabilize his neck and his back, but if I didn't get him out, uh, the car was smoking and it could have caught on fire or burned up. Right. And when the EMS got there, they're like, who pulled this guy out? And I said, I did. And they're like, oh, you should never do that. And I'm like, or I can just stand and watch him burn to death. Yeah. I was so irritated with that response. And I get it. I get the whole neck injury. I get the whole back injury thing. But um, calling the family and saying, you know what? Your dad burned to death and we have his ashes and, and, and remnants of his teeth because some lazy piece of shit scared to death didn't have the balls to pull him out of the car. Yeah. So I think unraveling this and asking you and talking this out is if you're that person who wants is his first reaction is to freeze or walk away. I think you could take like a CPR class or some sort of first aid, first responder class on what to do to get more comfortable with that fear. I think it's just fear of the unknown that someone walks away from. And the more you're exposed to it, the less fear is going to get in the way and you're able to suppress it and walk towards it. I would love to believe that it's just fear. I, I would be completely satisfied because you can overcome fear, obviously. You're no longer afraid of what's under your bed or what isn't under your bed. Right. My, my fear is that it's not about fear. It's, it's about it's compassion? It's, just, or what? Yeah, it's that they just don't have the connection with humanity that they should. You think they've lost that? I don't know that they ever had it. Oh. Isn't that funny where our heads are going? Yep. Yeah. I guess that's the first answer to, or the, the first question to answer. Right. I guess. Yeah. It's, it's like, uh, you know, I watched, I watched 
girlfriend after girlfriend after girlfriend, uh, there was one standard movie, and I hate to sound like I was formula, but I was. There was one standard movie that I would show a new love interest that I loved this particular movie. Never ceased to amaze me to see the wide array of responses to it. Okay. Some of them were in my arms, just huddled in a, 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 a puddle of tears because it is a tearjerker movie. And others were sitting across the couch and just like, oh, oh, that was an interesting movie. And then next, and I'm like, wow, that didn't touch you? That didn't like yank What's the cords? What's the movie? It's called What Dreams May Come. It's a Robin Williams movie. It's one of his one and only non-humorous movies. It, it was very deep, very emotional. And like most of his great movies, it was filmed in the Bay Area. It is a it's a real mind fucker, uh-huh. and it's 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 very deep. It's very relationship oriented, and it's very human. Huh? And what there's a bit of sci-fi to it. What dreams may come. A very understated, underrated film that has a fantastic message, but most people honestly can't get through it because it's it it deals with some really dark and rough things. Uh, about parenting, about relationships, about mental illness, about loss, about grief, okay, death and dying. That's why it's like my jam, right? It's stuff that, you know, I just said all that stuff and I'm sure people are like, oh, Jesus, no, pass. I'd rather watch something else. When I, when I spring this on people, my expectation, and it don't, I don't want to make it sound like a test, but it really kind of was. Let's call it a gauge. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like, I'm just testing to see what your emotional capacity is and where you are and expression and all that. If you don't shed a tear over this movie, I'm, I'm immediately on my guard. I'm immediately worried. Hmm. Yeah. Or I'm thinking you don't feel safe with me. But even if you don't feel safe with me, <laughs> you can't avoid. You, you, a, a normal person can't avoid that. And I, I've got to tell you, you, you've kept tabs a bit on, on folks I've dated recently uh, the most recent person nope not one tier not one and i was like interesting uh, mm, yeah but interesting I, and then i came to kind of find out why over the course of that relationship yeah it probably reveals itself at some point yep yeah yep. but uh definitely not my jam well, David, this conversation has been such a good one to go a little bit deeper into the why and the how or the what of, uh, yeah, I, I find it so fascinating asking myself in that situation, what would I do? Yeah, getting into the psyche of another human being. Yeah. And group, it, to me, it was also about the old group think. Well, mm-hmm. that I'm that person next to me didn't run over there. So I'm not going to run over there. And only three people broke free from that mentality and rose to the occasion. Or assuming that someone else will help them. Right. The Kitty Genovese story. Yes. Right. Well, somebody's going to do it and they don't need to be the one. Somebody will take care of it. That's a shitty way to, to look at humanity. And it's, it's an absolute excuse to not be there for your fellow man. And it, it's, it hurts. It hurts me. I, I was pleased to see who did what, but man, the remainder of those people, I just wanted to be like, shame, shame. Like, we run around the whole store. Shame, 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 shame. shame, 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 shame. 
here you are in in the good earth right and you're you're kind of beating your chest about how you're organic and you're connected human wise and then you watch this poor guy suffer and and almost make it a sideshow and don't do anything about it i'm taking your your hippie card (laughs) give me your damn hippie card back yeah i don't care that you're wearing a hemp t-shirt give me the fucking (laughs) card back it takes more than smoking weed and wearing hemp to be a hippie. That was not a hippie move. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I, I, I like people to ponder that if it was fear or compassionless. Yeah. What what their first step where their first step would land. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna end end my portion on this and let people sleep with it. What if it was a fear of compassion? Ooh, a double whammy. What if their big block is I I can't bring myself to be compassionate because I'm afraid? I think that that's possible. If I open myself up, I become vulnerable. Yeah. Therefore, I have a fear of being compassionate. If I care too much, it's going to hurt me eventually. Yeah. Let me tell you, that's 25 years of career of doing just that talking. I open myself up every day to being compassionate. Yeah. And it does hurt sometimes. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Yeah, of course. But the reward is it way outweighs the, the, the risk. That's my mic drop moment. <laughs> Get out there and fly that kite. Yako key. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's gift of the day. Check back tomorrow for another gift from your friends at the Red Kite Movement.